coming at you from the frozen tundra that is East Central Alberta, Canada. Streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Float, Odyssey, Telegram, Twitch, and the Prepper Broadcast Network. Welcome back to the workshop where we create community, find freedom, promote preparedness, and share success. I am Toolman Tim, and today is October 13th, 2022, and this is episode 184 of the Workshop Podcast. So guys, you're getting a pre-recorded episode today, brand new content, I recorded it on the road a couple of days ago, taking my wife out of town for an appointment, so I thought, hey, gotta make sure you guys have something, and it's been on my mind for a bit now to start doing more in the way of entrepreneurship. So in a minute, you're going to hear my first of hopefully quite a few episodes coming up over the next few months about the importance and the freedom you gain through starting your own business, whether it's a side hustle or something else. But first, if you guys want to support the content that I create and you feel like I give you some value and you want some value in exchange, how about signing up for the Patch of the Month Club? Go by patchofthemonth.co, that's patchofthemonth.co, 10 bucks a month, $100 a year, and you get a really cool morale patch every single month. Velcro back so you can put it on a wallet, on a hat, on a water bottle holder, a backpack, or my man purse like my wife likes to call it. Number two, if you want to become more active in this community, the single easiest way to do it is the Telegram group. The link for that is in the description below, guys. Come by, join, share your knowledge with us. If you have questions, ask because, hey, I'm always excited to help someone else out and I'm always excited to learn as well. And finally, the artist I interviewed recently, five times August, otherwise known as Brad, his album is coming live in just about 30 days. And if you are a vinyl head like me, or you just want to support him and you want to buy something that looks good and is physical, go buy and support his Kickstarter on his website, fivetimesaugust.com. He needs to pre-order 200 vinyl in order to get them pressed, and I would really love to see that. All right, guys. So with that, let's dive into my episode on entrepreneurship and just getting started. Hey, guys. Toolman recording from the road. I am on my way between my town and Lloydminster, which is about an hour and 10 minutes, doing some property management, inspection, bank secures. The whole self-reliance festival was incredible. I know I've talked about it a lot. I'll be done talking about it here in a minute. It was a huge reminder. Like I said, I had a ton of people come up to me and say, hey, I started this because you got out there and shared your story, or I started that. And whether it was a YouTube channel, a podcast, or in most cases, it was a handyman business or a side hustle of some sort. And I realized it's been a long time since we talked about entrepreneurship. And part of that has been because my absolute drive and obsession has been with my content creation business over the last year for sure. And so I realized at that point, I need to start talking about entrepreneurship more. And I, I probably, and you might be like, oh, Tim, you talk about entrepreneurship all the time. Shut up. Well, if that's the case, well, it's because it's important. I made a list of my preparedness principles about a year ago. And I tried to pare it down to the most simple ones. And I just could not remove entrepreneurship. I couldn't. It had to be on there. And some people think, well, how in the world is entrepreneurship key to preparing or being a prepper? Well, to be honest, you know, if you, 
if you want to have freedom and self-reliance and be, you know, self-reliant, the best way to do that is to have control over your income, have control over your time, have control over your choices. And as we know, over the last couple of years, certain choices have been taken out of certain people's hands and having entrepreneurship as a bedrock principle in your life would have made that slightly more bearable. So yesterday, I don't think I've even shared it on social yet, but I saw this meme and it was talking about building something great. And it said, hard work trumps, hard work, sorry guys, hard work trumps talent every time, but obsession trumps hard work. And there is something when you end up getting whatever that is, the bite, the the itch, the the gnawing in your brain to build something to the point where you know you're going to succeed and it's just a matter of doing it and it's just a matter of putting in the reps and it's just a matter of that whole 1% better mindset. And when that obsession bites you, and it doesn't always happen at first because, you know, obsession without hard work, ooh, that can be bad because then you're just setting yourself up for failure. So you got to you got to put the hard work in and the obsession grows and eventually you get to a point where you're like, "Okay, either I need to go full in on this business, this side hustle, whatever it is, or I need to let it go." And if that obsession's grabbed a hold of you, letting it go can be really, really tough. So here, this is what we're going to talk about today. I am a full-fledged believer that by starting some sort of self-supporting income, you are going to be better off. I can't see how in any way, shape, or form starting a business that you see to success can hurt you in any way as long as you, you know, treat it right and keep doing what you need to do and, you know, follow the government regulations within reason, you know, that kind of shit that doesn't end up in, uh, you know, federal prison or anything. But here's the thing, guys. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in a week. It doesn't happen in a year. Uh, sometimes it'll happen in a year. But the cool thing is, is your first success can happen overnight. And sometimes it's all it takes. And it, it's the same as building a YouTube channel or a podcast, social media, whatever it is. You know, if if you looked at somebody who had a million subscribers and they thought, oh, I don't think I could be motivated if I started over at 5,000 subscribers. Well, you know what? The guy who only has 100 is absolutely motivated to get to 5,000. That's why each little win, each time you make a little bit of money, builds you a little bit better. I saw a guy in one of my handyman groups uh, last night, guys. I was kind of... he. So he, re, he reformatted, he rebranded his business. So he was going from a general handyman to a very specific niche in the handyman end of things. And he was really excited, said he'd been doing it for a long time and just officially announced the other day that the name would be changing from handyman to another thing. And then last night I saw a post where you could tell he was beat down. He was basically said, I ran out of money. I went too narrow in my niche right now and I haven't built the business quite enough. And all of a sudden I have no money and I have to dip into things. And that sucks. But you know what? He didn't give up. But you're going to have a day like that. I've told many people. I've had many days like that. Today's kind of a shitty day. I don't know why. 
Just haven't got right back in the swing of things since coming back from down south. I think I still got Tennessee on the brain. But you're going to have bad days like that, and that's okay. And you can even have bad days where outwardly you might say, damn it, I'm quitting. But inwardly, you still got that obsession, whatever that obsession is. And I got to tell you guys, that freedom, the freedom that you get when you get to make your own choices, you get to make your own schedule, you're your own boss. Boy, that's addictive. I, I don't know how. And I would if I had to support my family, but I don't know how I would ever go back to working for somebody else. I just, I was miserable before, but the cool thing was, is I didn't know I was miserable or I didn't know how miserable I was. But once I got there and I got into the freedom, oh yeah, heaven help you, never going back. So where do you start? Anywhere, it really doesn't matter. What, what do you want to do? Now here's the thing, a lot of people, a lot of people say, I got this great idea for, product XYZ or this patent. I, I don't want to tell you, you know, because it might, well, whatever. Anyway, if you've got a great idea for a product, cool. Maybe you'll go on Shark Tank and maybe you'll make a million dollars and that's okay. But the problem with a product is, is that there's so much that goes into it. And I'm not saying, so hear me out guys. I'm not telling you not to do a product-based business. I'm just telling you the success I've had has been in service-based businesses, especially when you're starting from nothing. Because the cool thing about a service-based business is there's almost no upfront cost. You can start doing a service, and if you don't have any gear to do that service, you still can do it. Just don't charge as much. And then use the money you make from that service to build it up. I have, I have beat this drum to death, but there are so many new folks out there, new listeners, and, and people who have been hear, hearing me who are only going to hear this for the first time because today's the day they woke up and realized... Holy shit, I'm ready. They might have went to work today and the boss said, we need to talk. So guess what? All day, you are got a pit in your stomach thinking, I don't want to talk to my boss. You don't have to deal with that if you end up being your own boss eventually. Now, Tim didn't say go out and quit. <laughs> don't want to get any angry wives hollering at me. You guys know that by now. But there is something to be said about uh, burning the bridges behind you. I'm not saying do it, but I am saying, boy, there's nothing more motivating than doing that. So where do you start? Look around, guys. Whatever it is you're you're doing, whatever it is you're interested in doing. I, I mean, I seen one last night. A guy was doing a, sharp, a knife sharpening business through the mail. And I know guys that do that. That Well, they just do it locally. They started it on Nextdoor. And it's simple, dead simple. You just, you know, if you're pretty good at sharpening knives, you know, just practice. It's your life's going to be better for learning how to sharpen a knife. And once you get to the point where you can sharpen them, then start maybe sharpening them as barter or as trade with some locals just to say, hey, I'm pretty good, but I'm not quite there yet. But once you get to the point where somebody says, hey, I'll sharpen that for you, then figure out figure out whatever the whatever your hook or your stick is going to be. Like maybe it is, hey, I'm going to come and sharpen one of your kitchen knives for free. And if you like the job and you want me to sharpen the rest, let me know. Or, hey, I will come and pick up your entire block of kitchen knives, including your paring knives. I'll take them home. I'll sharpen them for, I, I don't know, four bucks a piece. I'm not sure, whatever. You take 10 knives home, takes you an hour to do it. You made 40 bucks. Not the greatest hourly rate in the world, but two things there. It's probably better than most people are making right now. And it's probably going to be cash. So that $40 really represents something like $60 an hour if you're working for the man. Something to think about. So that's a great one. Service-based, man. I, I, I love it. 
it's whether it's cleaning gutters. And, and here's the thing. It's weird for me to be talking about a lot of this because I can feel it. I can tell that big portions of all seasons maintenance are not going to be anymore. And I, I've, I've spent six years building this and it's moved into a property management business, which I'm totally cool with. I love it. it it's more of the lifestyle I want. But you know what? The, the crazy thing is, is sometimes you got to start, if you want to build a, say, some sort of product that you want to sell, well, maybe you need to start some sort of service business. Maybe, I don't know. I, I hate it personally, but catering, maybe you love to cater. Or I heard a great one on Telegram the other day. This lady wanted to get into not just house cleaning. So house cleaning was great, but this was more of an upsell. It was, hey, I will come in. I will organize your pantry. I'll organize your freezer. I'll organize your storage areas. I will, if you want, I will notate everything, make a list, put together maybe um, bug out bags or maybe you know, um, not escape plans, but, you know, emergency evacuation plans, put together emergency document stuff. You know, there, there's some trust involved in that. But if you had people who are interested in that, it wouldn't be a hard sell right now. Maybe, I don't know, do you like cleaning vehicles? I don't know. Detail vehicles, because, man, I want to tell you, those places, they're, they're not shy about charging you for it. And rightfully so, because, man, vehicles are, they're filthy. But to get them clean, oh. Anyway, I don't know, maybe it is. I had an old guy call me one time and said, will you wash my vehicle for me? Sure. So I vacuumed it and washed it, and I did a decent job. I mean, it wasn't up to, you know, shiny detail plazas standards or anything like that, but it worked, and I made money at it. Oh, it Just figure out somewhere you want to start, guys, and figure out, even before you start, figure out how much time you want to put into this. So if, if you're at work right now, if you're listening to this, and you're sitting there and you're like... I'm done. I'm done. If one more customer calls to complain to me about the fact that the price of raw materials went up in India and China and now you suck because you're a poor employee because you can't give me a deal, I need to do something. Well, the best time to do it was 10 years ago. You know, the best time for me to start a business was when I was 21 and I'd probably be a self-sufficient millionaire at this point. But guess what? I didn't. So the next best time is to get off your ass and do it now. And that, that's okay. I'm not ragging on you. Uh, I spent the better part of more than a decade twiddling my thumbs and wondering, gee, I really need to do more of it with this. So if you're sitting at work right now and you're thinking, I got to do something. Well, if you got time to listen to a podcast, you probably got time to do some brainstorming. So do yourself a favor. I don't know. Open up a notepad. Just make sure your boss doesn't see it. And every time some idea, no matter how how stupid you might think it is, or no matter how unappealing you might think it is, and that could be literally cleaning out septic tanks with a shop vac. I wouldn't recommend it. But no matter how unappealing or appealing, whatever the service is, whatever it is, write down that business. Write them all down. Just absolutely brainstorm, brain dump, and keep that going for two weeks because that's your hope. That's your roadmap to getting out of working in the cubicle or flipping burgers or, and I'm, again, I flipped burgers. I worked in what was basically a cubicle, a little tiny office, whatever it is, these jobs that you're going to write down, these tasks, these skills, these services you can offer for people, those are going to be the things that are going to get you out of a jam. So once you got them all written down, there's a couple of ways to do it. I mean, you can, first you can cross off 
anything and everything that you absolutely despise. Things you'd never do even on a bet. Things you couldn't be paid to do because you're literally going to be paid to do these. Do that if you have to, but don't be overly picky. Leave, you know, if here's the thing. The next step is going to be writing down how much an hour you think you can make at that job or how much if if you let's do another little exercise here guys sit down and no matter where you're at financially just picture yourself at the point where you could you know drop everything and go on a vacation for two weeks and not really feel the pinch and if that were the case ask yourself how much would you legitimately pay someone else to do any one of these jobs on in your notepad or on that piece of paper how much would you legitimately pay to have somebody do it and then add a little more because no matter how hard you try to put yourself in their mind, you're, you're not going to be. And their time's valuable, and they just don't want to have to deal with it. So figure that out. Now, if there's one job on there that you're like, man, I really don't want to do it, but it looks like it would pay really well, well, maybe keep it around and think about it for a bit. But what you're looking for is, hey, there's a bald eagle there, guys. What a You never see those here. What a beautiful thing. So what you guys are looking for is that sweet spot. You're looking for the job that you would wouldn't hate to do. Let's put it that way. It doesn't have to be one you absolutely love, but it's one you could see yourself climbing a ladder with ear pods in, listening to the workshop podcast, shameless plug, <laughs> whatever podcast, audiobook, whatever it is, you could see yourself spending a Saturday a month or two evenings a week, whatever doing. And if that if that's that and it's one of the better paying jobs, then hell, you're halfway there. So then the next thing you got to do is put feelers out and see, like, ask around. You know, look online and, and go into the Facebook community groups or the next door community groups or whatever the next social media is going to be. Go in there and, and just read posts and see what people are looking for. That's the key. Is you need to find something that will pay, something you can relatively enjoy or at least not despise, and something that has a market for it, that there's people desiring to get that out there. And, you know, one of the easy ones, one of the low-hanging fruits is lawnmower, lawn mowing. Because there's a good chance you guys probably already have a lawnmower. And you probably have a weed whipper or a weed whacker or a whipper snipper. Everybody loved me that I called it a weed whipper at Prepper Camp. Not sure why. I didn't realize that was a Canadianism, but there we go. I got to go lay it down on my Chesterfield now. My feelings have been hurt. But, yeah, find something that you can handle something that'll pay well and something that there's a market for and if you can do those three things because there are lots of people who start out and yeah okay are you worried that are you worried that somebody might say why in the world is he hauling around a mower and a whippersnapper in the back of a 1997 dodge neon well you know what if they worry about it you know what i'm going to say about that don't let it bother you because <laughs> in 10 years when you're driving top of the line truck or taking vacations or whatever the hell you whatever your goal is in 10 years if you're living out in the middle of nowhere on 10 acres of land and you're a successful homesteader don't worry about what it takes to haul that shit around to get it done you know if you need to install a trailer hitch on the back of your dodge intrepid not sure why i'm picking on dodges today and pick yourself up the cheapest little four by eight trailer so that you can haul garbage with great but maybe don't do that at first. Maybe figure out something else you can do with the vehicle you have so that you can raise the money to build or buy a trailer. 
So you've picked out your skill. You're sitting at work and you're like, all right, okay, all right. The next thing I would say is talk to your wife or your husband. Now, if you're single, you're good. You got all the time in the, no, I'm just kidding. Everybody has responsibilities, but at least you don't have to necessarily talk to anyone else or uh, run your idea by them, but it sure helps having somebody to support you. So if you, you know, sit down, talk to your husband, talk to your wife, whatever it is, and just say, Hey, I want to do this. This is important to me. And I, you know, if they're an even halfway decent partner, they're going to support you. But then you need to figure out how much time you can actually commit to this. Because, of course, the more time you can commit, the slightly faster you're going to find success. But that doesn't mean neglect everything else. Don't become so obsessed that you don't spend time with your kids or you don't take your wife out for date nights or heaven help your job you know, gets mad at you and fires you. You don't want that. Although maybe you do. Sorry for another day. But talk to your significant other. Talk to your partner and say, honey, this is what I want to do. I want to pressure wash driveways. I want to repaint parking lots. Whatever it happens to be, this is the skill that I think I can make money at. And if you have a plan and you have a time frame because you want to work on that too, the first thing you want to say is, okay, I need two Saturdays a month or I need three evenings a week. And you might need to trade back and forth. You might need to make arrangements with each other and say, hey, you know what? If you let me do this, then I will, I'll I'll do these certain, I'll make sure I'm available for the honey-do list so that that doesn't not get done. But you got to figure out the time that you're willing to put into it. And if you're working 70 hours a week, well, you might only be able to find one evening a week. But if you're working 40 hours, whatever it is, figure that out. And then the next thing you want to do is figure out the point where you're going to reevaluate everything. So at six months or at a year, I like to say a year. I really don't think you're going to, I think you need to put a year into anything to even start to see the fruits of the labor. And that's okay. Remember, it's okay. None of us are getting any younger, but if we want to build something great, you've got to put your time into it. So if it takes a year, it takes a year. If it takes two years, okay. But here's the thing. If you've committed to a year, and if it's a service-based business that isn't costing you money, that is just making you money, then you're way less likely to give up when you have one of those shitty days where the boss says, hey, well, actually, if your boss says that, you might want to quit. But you know, you're, you're way less to give up when you haven't found a customer in three days or you haven't had a new contact in a week because you know I'm putting my time in, I'm putting my reps in for a year. And when I get to the end of that year, that's when I'm going to make my decision, not a minute before. Because I can almost guarantee every time that if I had made the decision I wanted to make, each time I had a horrible day in business or I felt like a failure, I can guarantee you I wouldn't still be here working the business. I would have went back to, guess what? Selling building supplies once again. But that's okay. So, where have we gone? We've picked we've picked a, a service. We've picked a service that you can enjoy. We've picked a service that'll pay well. We've picked a service that there's a market for. We've talked to our wife, our significant other, whoever it happens to be, if that is an issue in your life. And we've decided this is the time commitment that I'm going to put into it. And that needs to be non-negotiable. Once that's there, it needs to be set in stone. And when I say that, I mean it. 
Now, here's the thing. After a year, if you need to take a night off, move it around, whatever it is, but don't do it twice. You got to know that you, you're going to be successful. So you've got your time. Happens to be, you now have a goal in mind as to when you're going to review things to make sure things are going. That doesn't mean make changes along the way, but it means you're not going to give up until at least 12 months from right now. So that would be October 11th, 2023. Holy cow. That sounds like something in the future from a sci-fi movie or something. But yeah, so that's where you're going to start there. Now from there, what do we do? Well, we got to find ourselves some customers, don't we? And it really doesn't matter what the service is. You just need to find people who are looking for it. Well, how are we going to do it? I mean, for me, I used Facebook, but I mean, that maybe that isn't going to work anymore. Maybe you need to do paid for play advertisement. I don't know. Uh, if you want to, I wouldn't necessarily recommend this, but if you want to end up focusing on senior citizens, that's okay too. Go around to local senior centers and put up posters. Um, maybe just hang, hang a shingle, you know, put a sign on your door of your vehicle, um, you know, handyman will travel or whatever it is. The thing is, you may need to put a little bit of money. It's getting, okay, here's the thing. It's getting harder and harder to find quality sources of free advertising. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but you might need to get a little outside the box. John Pugliano from Investable Wealth, he sent me an episode a couple of years ago of his podcast. And it, he was talking about basically the model that I built for the handyman business, but he talked about it years before I did it. And he talked about going around and offering a free battery change service for smoke detectors. So you would go and you would say, hey, I'm here. I'm going to check your smoke detector. If your battery's low, I'm going to replace it. And they'll be like, well, what's the catch? No catch. It's just what I'm doing. If you'd like, while I'm here, I can do a safety audit. Or do you have any other jobs that need to be done? You know what? Five people will say, nope. Three people will say, well, I'll give you a call. Do you have a card? But one or two people might say, yeah, you know what? See that light over there? It's 15 feet up in the air. I can't reach it. Can you fix it? Can you replace it for me? Yeah, I'll run home. I'll get my ladder. I'll get my uh, light bulb grabber, whatever you happen to need, and just get it done. And you might have just made your first $20. It'd be like a restaurant. Take that bill, put it up on the... Now, actually reinvest it in your business. That's the other thing we're going to talk about a little bit is reinvesting back into your business. So this is all just getting it off the ground. But you got you to come up with something. So find out what you're allowed to do in your area. Now, I, I don't say that because I'm a big staunch supporter of following the rules. I'm just a staunch supporter of not bringing eyeballs onto you before you need to. So knock on doors, offer to do a safety audit, offer, hey, here's a free battery for your smoke detector. That might be it. Or drive around and look for people. Drive around in the evening. I know this might sound weird. I don't know. Just come up with this idea. Drive around in the evening and look for somebody who has a light out in the front of their house. You know, maybe they've got two beautiful porch lights out front and one of them works and one of them doesn't. So maybe you go to Costco and you buy yourself a 20 pack of LED bulbs for 20 bucks. And you go back to that house the next day and knock on the door and say, hey, I was driving around. I noticed your light bulb was out. Can I switch it for you? Here's my card. And they might say, get away from me, you crazy serial killer, because they just watched the Jeffrey Dahmer uh, miniseries on Netflix, which I just started and was okay. Or they might say, hey, yeah, thank you. You're crazy. And leave it at that. Or they might say, wow, why are you doing this? And you say, you know why? 
because I want <laughs> individual freedom and liberty. No, I want to build something special. I want to help people along the way. I want to offer a service that not everybody does. I want to make money at it, but I also want to make sure that people are taken care of. And if you do that, hell, you just never know. And again, it's an eyeballs game. So the more people, the more eyeballs you get in front of, the more you're going to get customers. So that's the thing. You build yourself a bit of a customer base, but it just takes time. And it could, like I said, it could be knocking on doors. It could be advertising on Facebook, which I don't know. It is what it is. It could be door hangers. It could be local mail flyers. You know, it could be TikTok videos. I, I don't know. Whatever it needs to be, you just need to figure it out. And the thing is, the cool thing is when you start a business, that's a second job. So if you have said to your wife or yourself, I am going to do two evenings a week, Thursday, Tuesday and Thursday from five till nine, that's four hours. So you are now committed to working eight hours a week on that business. Now those first few weeks, you might not have a customer or you might only have one job for one hour. So what you're gonna end up doing is, you're gonna end up stopping and saying, I've got four hours tonight, I've got a half hour job, the rest of that time is gonna be spent on brainstorming, advertising, learning skills, volunteering, whatever it takes to get better at your business. Because I guarantee you, if you sit down that first evening that you have nothing for your business and you spend that entire four hours brainstorming, the first thing you're gonna end up with is a headache. But the second thing is, you're gonna end up with a hundred ideas on paper, 80 of which are going to be mediocre at best, 10 are going to be okay, and you might find one out of that last 10 that's the golden idea. But if you've committed to those four hours an evening for two evenings a week, then use that time toward your business because it is. Now, you might use other time, you know, you might, you might be daydreaming at work and you come up with an idea. Well, just because you said I'm only putting eight hours in, doesn't mean you're not going to write that idea down. But what it does mean is that every single Tuesday from 5 p.m. till 9 p.m. and every single Thursday from 5 p.m. till 9 p.m., you're going to commit it to whatever this business is, whatever this entity is that you want to build that's going to bring you the freedom, the independence, the self-reliance, whatever the hell you want to call it. And what I call it is making money that you don't have to rely on somebody else for yeah, do you need customers? Sure you do. But guess what? You've just eliminated your boss. You've just eliminated one other area of lack of self-control in your life. And you're going to be a hell of a lot better off for it. So we're going to stop there for today, guys. I appreciate it. I could wax eloquently forever on entrepreneurial ideas. But this is going to be the first in an ongoing series. I just had to get this off my chest because... I feel like there's a lot of people out there right now who want to build something great, that want to find that freedom. I don't know how many parts this series will be. If you guys have suggestions on what you want to hear, send them to me, guys, because I'm excited. I I, I was blown away. I, I, I lost track. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm bad at numbers sometimes, but I got to say it must have been close to 30 people that came to me at Self-Reliance Festival and said, Tim... I did this because of this. I did this because of what you said. And I I would have thought if I had one person who came to me at Self-Reliance and said that, I would have called that a win. That would have been worth the 18 days being away from my wife and kids 
you know, doesn't make it great, but it made it better. But no, like 30 people, guys, that, that blows me away. So what I want is I want you to be one of those people who come up to me at the next event I'm at. And I want you to come and sit down and I'll give you all the time you need. And I want to hear about all your wins. And if you have, if you have something that's bugging you, bring it up. I'll try to walk you through it. And if I can, I'll find you somebody that can. But what I really want is I want to hear about your success. And it might be a year. It might be two years. It might be five. I don't care, but I want to hear about it. I'm going to be at Jack's in Dallas next month. I'm going to be at Nicole's in April. So I will be there. I would love to hear from someone who's at Nicole's that says, holy shit, I started because of you last year at the you when you did your you can do it presentation and i was going to give up and then i was sitting at work and this new episode come up and that crazy canuck once again said you can do it and you can i don't know i i don't know why what what took me so long to do it i don't know what give me the metaphorical or literal kick to the ass i don't know what it was but whatever it was it did it for me and if this is what you need to switch in your brain to go from maybe I got a little talent to holy shit, I need to work hard to, wow, I'm absolutely obsessed because that's what it takes to build something great. And if you want the freedom that comes with it, you got to put the hard work in up front because I've said it a thousand times, you know, that banner in my grade eight social studies class that said hard work equals success. Well, it doesn't, but lack of hard work certainly equals failure unless you find a lottery ticket on the side of the road. What are the chances of that? That's it for me this week, guys. As always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week.